Hello and welcome to the final episode. <laughs> no, it's my turn. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode three. No, it's my turn. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I never host an episode. What is this? Well, you could have. Nah, I wanted Mike to. Mike wanted to, and I wanted Mike to because he's better at it than me. I know Mike wanted to steal mine, and I'm like, no, you, you shush up, Michael. This is my episode. We have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot. And then, no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a, a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. A special episode with a review of round 34 and tips for the MLS Cup Bracket Challenge. This episode is brought to you by the many flavors of Kit Kats. A favorite in Japan, but an eyebrow raiser to all of my co-workers. Uh, no, I, I mean, uh, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. Tonight, I'm joined by Simon Thwaites, Jason Wiskovich, and Mike Denton. And my name, of course, is Reed Connolly, freshly back from Japan. Thanks, guys, for uh, filling in while I was gone. How are you guys doing? Tommy Arigato. That, that's not how you say that, my man. Tommy Arigato. That is, that is, you are, these are, are you not. Saying Tommy Arigato? Yes, I'm saying, like, you know, like Tommy the Train, Tommy Arigato. That's how we speak here. We speak American in America, Idiot. Jason. You, I, don't, I think you're gonna like get directions into like a ditch or something, man. Like it's not gonna go well. <laughs> well, I hope everyone enjoyed our, our little uh, guest hosting while while I was away. It was fun for me to listen to uh, whenever I had time, and I had a, a Wi-Fi signal. Uh, but you guys did a good job holding down the fort. Woo! Thank you. Yay! Thanks for listening to our shenanigans. Clap, clap. Well, as uh, everyone is probably well aware of, the regular season for Major League Soccer is over, and that means the regular season for MLS Fantasy is also over. But don't cry about that because, as I said at the top of the show, the MLS Cup Bracket Challenge is live right now and accepting your predictions for how you think the playoffs are going to go. So what we're going to hear do here tonight is go over what we think will be the likely results of the playoffs, or at least where we are thinking things are going to fall down. But first, of course, let's talk about round 34 before we get on to all that. So how did your teams do? Well, I had a not-so-good round 34, and I forget how many points I got because it didn't really matter. I dropped from 7th to ninth, and yeah, Captain Blodero should have captained somebody else, and maybe I would have finished higher, but... Uh, not disappointed. My goal was to stay in the top 10 last round, and I did that. So there you go. Yeah, I finished uh, with 105 points. Pretty stoked on that. Uh, Captain Giovinco uh, was very close to captaining David Villa, but decided to stick with Giovinco. Um, and unfortunately, I dropped to 208, which uh, the past two years I finished right around the 100 mark, right on the bubble. So I slipped about 100 ranks this year, so I'm very disappointed in myself. Yeah, Niarco not starting for D.C. threw me a curveball, and I didn't really have a good replacement. So I finished with 94 points, um, finished uh, 168th overall, which is disappointing for me because I was in the top 100 for a bunch of the first half of the season, and that was my goal. But 168 overall isn't too bad, so I won't. Yeah, I also had a, a pretty disappointing round. I uh, decided to go with a big risk, and I started three defenders all from Colorado because I really thought that that game was going to end 0-0 or maybe Colorado was squeak out a goal. And, uh, and and then Houston coming down there gets gets a little early goal in the first 20 minutes, I think is what it was, and I was just like, well, crap. So uh, <laughs> I think I got like 67 points or something. I, I had some good representation from my forwards and my, in my midfield, uh, I ended up having Sam and he did not play, but I, I wasn't able to be there 
at a deadline to make some of those final calculate calculated transfers. So I had to make some a little bit early. Uh, but I had a I had a sub. I had Jovan Jones come in to, to help fill up some of the gap. Uh, but also had Piotti, that jerk. So he didn't, he didn't do much for me at all. But yeah, it was really my defense that hurt me. I was I was taking a little risk, and I must have just been in some sweet spot of of players who did poorly this year that even the littlest thing made you jump because I fell like 200 points from that. And I was like, holy crap, what happened? <laughs> um, but that was kind of fun to sort of go all in with with Colorado like that, it was, which they were undefeated at home this season. So, so I was really having higher hopes than that draw. But uh, it reminded me of my first season whenever it was going all in with Houston or all in with Sporting Kansas City whenever we still had the fantasy game during the playoffs. So that was that was a fun reminder of that. But, you know, I, I tried a lot of fancy things this season that were a little bit against the grain and and most of them did not pay off for me. So that that new little experiment did, did not work. But it was fun. It was fun. And the head to head stuff was was great as well. Uh, so what were your general thoughts of round thirty four? Welcome back, Geo. Welcome back, Geo. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. What about that New York game, Mike? I'm sure you were watching that one. Um, yeah, I, I watched the highlights because because I wasn't able to be near a TV. But I, I was impressed with the chances they generated against a bad team. That's exactly what they want needed to do, and hopefully gives them a little bit of momentum uh, into the playoffs. But uh, the East is going to be very competitive, uh, and, I, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, New York, both New York teams and Toronto are going to be really tough outs. Most surprising, just anything, the most surprising thing that happened from round 34. What do you guys say? I think Portland crashing and burning in Vancouver. Like, I thought they'd lose, but I didn't think they'd lose 4-1 to one or whatever or, or start out with four goals scored against them. I thought that was pretty crazy. Otherwise, I don't know about surprises. I think the one thing you know is big players, big games – um, I think one thing that's been really fun about MLS this year is it's been like the players you would expect to step up for big games usually do, and that makes for some really entertaining games, I thought. So, yeah, happy about that from a fantasy perspective, I guess. Sad about that from a Cascadia perspective? No, I was super happy, happy to. Uh, sucks for Portland. I don't care. <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad Vancouver won the Cascadia Cup. You know why? People from Vancouver are nice people. I love your city, Vancouver. Yeah, you know why? You yeah. got good coffee, cheap tacos, and the money's not worth very much, so it's really easy for me to buy stuff. <laughs> I love you, Vancouver. No hate. But you know, there's only one Cascadia team in the playoffs, and it's neither of y'all. Oh, do you just say you enjoy Canadian tacos? Yeah, they're pretty good, actually. Like... I mean, no, it's not like we're in Southern California or Texas or like a state with. Or like Mexico? Yeah, or like Mexico. But, you know, for the Pacific Northwest, the Pacific Northwest is not exactly renowned for its tacos. So. Sure. It just you take, odd, what you, you know, you take what you can get. Can- Canada for tacos. There's but... so. There's a place that I like that's like super cheap, delicious. And whenever I'm like, I'm in Canada on Twitter, people are like, all the people who listen to our show who are from there are like, welcome. Hi, we're so happy to have you. And now I'm probably making them feel really bad. So I'm just going to stop talking while I'm behind and get back to the soccer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said they had great tacos. Nothing nothing to be ashamed of that. They do. Yeah. Anchor I, no, I agree. When I was just browsing through the games on MLS Live, I hit that Vancouver game and I went, what? And I had to start watching it because I just couldn't believe that scoreline. Yeah, Pedro Morales, possibly goal of the week with that rocket. Great goal. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. Um, you know what was crazy to me? DC and Montreal putting out B or maybe even C lineups. I mean, I was just shocked that they just didn't care at all about trying to get home field advantage. I mean, we've seen the statistics about how much it matters. Oh, yeah. Um, for both of them to, to say, yeah, we don't care. We'd rather just go on the road as long as we get some rest before the midweek match. Um, th- that was what stunned me fantasy-wise and just – I think it's really disappointing if you're going to have a big old decision day about all these seeds are important, the regular season matters, and then have two of the main teams with something to fight for just blow it off. I agree, and I think it impacts at least my thoughts on who's going to be advancing uh, very far in in this uh, playoff season, so I don't know about you guys. We'll get to that in a second. The last thing I'd like to talk about about this, this uh, final round before we move on is that card that Kai Kamara got 
in their game did you guys see yes (laughs) just the most random thing i don't know and by far it was the worst twerk i mean i could probably have done a better (laughs) but nonetheless it's like really you're really gonna give them a yellow card for that like are you not an entertainer like there was only two pumps in the nfl that wouldn't have been a a flag it would have been good to go i mean come on guys get with it are you kidding in the nfl he'd be suspended a week nah he'd be fine in the nfl for that I'm, Three I'm pumps. A, yeah, exactly. Come on. I know, but overall, I really enjoyed this final round. Uh, it this is the time of year where I wish I had just ten TVs on my wall so I could have a game going and everyone and watch them. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, I mean, nice to see Chicago step up and, and score some goals against Toronto. There, it was great to see Kaká sort of end on a high note against Orlando. Uh, New York just packed them in at the end, and LA and Dallas was zip. That was that was kind of fun for that to happen. But I, I really enjoyed it. I hope everyone listening also enjoyed that final round and that it was better for your fantasy team than for a few of us ended up being. So let's get some few housekeeping things taken care of before we get on to our bracket challenge tips. These are mostly plugs for what's coming up for the final episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider. So we're going to have a roundtable review of the 2016 season. We've done this the last couple of years and we just sit down and talk about how we think the rule changes played out over the season, what we think might be a good idea for next season, what worked, what didn't work, just just general thoughts, criticisms back and forth about this season. And fortunately, like last year, we're going to have Ben Bear from MLS join us to give his input on, on what he thought, how it all went down. Now, just a little bit of a heads up, Ben is most likely not going to give us a big just bombshell for what's going to happen in 2017 because he probably doesn't know yet. They're still got to look over everything and work with the partner company for how they want the game to go. But I do hope that he can at least share just how some things worked from his personal point of view and maybe some initial thoughts that he has for, for going into 17. To do this, we're, we're a little bit worried about our bandwidth in the, in the past when we try to get a full room of 10 people. It can get kind of crazy. So we're going to try to take some questions from Reddit to talk about amongst ourselves, pitch off with Ben, but we're going to try to use you guys, the community, a lot to get our talking points for this roundtable episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. And more than likely, this is going to happen next month in November around the international break. We thought that would be a good time when people might be wanting a little bit of extra soccer content to mix up with some of these international games. So look for it uh, second or at, at latest the beginning of the third week of November. Besides that, be on the lookout for some surveys, guys. We need your feedback to make our show and the website and it's everything better. There's going to be three surveys that I'm involved in with all these guys here at MLS Fantasy Insider. Of course, we're going to have a survey for MLSFI where you can give us feedback about the podcast, what you like, what you'd like to hear, and just answer some other questions of ideas that we've been toying around with for where we want to go in the future. We're also going to have a survey for r slash fantasy MLS. Uh, again, that's just a recap to find out what you like, how we can make it better. And then finally, there's going to be a survey for MLS Fantasy Boss. You'll be able to see all of those at the MLS Fantasy Boss webpage and a couple of them over at r slash fantasy MLS over at Reddit. So please feel free to give us any kinds of, of criticisms or compliments or whatever you want to do, because we really want to hear from you to make this show better. I did my third point for housekeeping. I, I don't know if we have any, but do you have any kind of injury news updates for us, Mike? Do I have injury news updates? Of course I do, Reed. The Ben Pinnery uh, of MLS. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going there. Um, so as it wouldn't be injury news without Didier Drogba, um, he didn't practice today. Um, supposedly a back issue. Um, as our good friend Travis put it, I don't know if that's an actual back injury or just I'm not going to be back injury. But, <laughs> you know, that, that's a bad situation. Um, Philly um, Yarrow or Yarrow is out, um, and Craval is having an MRI. And then for the Galaxy, uh, Robbie Keane is back in training, but Steven Gerrard is just like sort of training. Yeah, working off to the side. So, um, I don't know if Gerard will play. They might be better without Gerard at this point, but who knows? Um, but that is your injury playoff news report. Very nice. And of course, Mike may have a few things throughout the whole playoff season. Will you be continuing to update some stuff, Mike? 
Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to keep the Twitter account going until the end of the season. Well, there we go. So stay tuned to at MLS Injury News to get all the tips that you may want to find out for uh, your favorite players and maybe your not favorite players either. Uh, then finally, the last thing I'd like to say is thank you so much to everyone who participated with Patreon this season. Um, we're going to be continuing to try to refine that to figure out how we can just make things better for the future to get things that you want as rewards and what you want us to see use that money. That's part of the MLS FI survey. If you do take that to give us some, some feedback on Patreon, but uh, it's, it's just been so great to have you guys be a part of that community and this community and join us on the show. I know we had a lot of fun with Winston a couple weeks ago and it's, it's been, it's been a blast and we are really humbled by the fact that you guys are willing to give some of your, your cash to us to help make this show better to give back to you. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit later with the guys on the show uh, in private to figure out what we're going to do for prizes. I know typically with fantasy boss or not fantasy boss with, with Reddit, I usually do scarves. We'll at least do something like that for, for the winner of the MLS fantasy insider league. Um, but, but that's what we want to do. We want to get some cash to do website. We want to get some cash so we can do prizes and, and just make it more fun for you guys. Because I mean, I know you like our, our witty banter, but and, and prizes are fun too. We know that. We know prices work. So thank you so much to everyone who donated and, and listened in general. Thank you. You guys have anything else before we move on to our bracket challenge tips? No. Just thank you to the Patreon donors. It's been yeah. fun this year and we couldn't do it without y'all. Exactly. And we love you forever and ever and, and ever. ever. And ever. Wow. But only if they donate, right? Oh, for sure. Yes. Correct. Otherwise, otherwise I could care less about you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love everybody. That's how it works. Okay, well, bracket challenge. So here is the overview. If if somehow this is the first time you're hearing about the bracket challenge, then it's 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 free. First of all, know that. And all you have to do is fill out an MLS Cup playoff bracket to play. And you can log into that through any of the links floating around on the internet for this, the second level of the fantasy game. But log in. You select your teams that you think will win and the total number of goals that you think will be scored during the conference championships and the final game. Uh, and so this is not including PKs, though. So, example, if you think, I don't know, Dallas and Colorado are going to make it to the Western Conference Championship and you think Dallas will score a goal in the first round, but Colorado won't, but then Colorado will score three in the second round, second leg and Dallas does it, then you'd say total goals four. So that's how you would do that. Who's going to advance and the total number of goals and excluding PKs. So make sure people know that. You can also join a league. We have a league for MLS Fantasy Boss and for r slash Fantasy MLS. Very easy to find. You just click on the league tab and then it lists all the leagues after the official leagues, of course. And you click on the league you want to join and you click the join button. Very easy. If there's a little lock symbol next to it, that means that you have to have a password for it. And But ours don't. We don't have anything next to us. So be sure to check out MLSFantasyBoss.com because I do have a post with the URLs directly to the Fantasy Boss League and the r slash Fantasy MLS League. Why do you want to join a league? Well, there's prizes. So the grand prize for the bracket challenge is or a trip for two, a winner and a guest, to Los Angeles, California to attend the 2017 MLS Super Draft. The trip includes round-trip airfare, two nights at hotel accommodations, and VIP passes to the event, which sounds pretty awesome. The closest I can think of someone who's ever come to win something awesome like that is Travis, who, through some FIFA shenanigans, ended up winning some kind of special armchair fantasy sweet box with like lazy boy chairs for he and his wife at, at a Houston game one time. Um, but that sounds like a pretty, pretty sweet grand prize to me. Uh, after that, for anyone who's in one of the MLS club official leagues, one of those winners from each league. So they have 23 official club leagues. Uh, they will receive a 2017 MLS live subscription and a $100 MLS store gift card. And then finally also, uh, in the MLSstore.com official league, the winner will receive a $500 MLS gift card redeemable at the MLS store. So at least join one of the official leagues and the MLSstore.com leagues. So you have a chance to win some of those awesome prizes. 
And now the knockout round. So we have LA, RSL, Seattle, and Sporting Kansas City in the West. And then we have Toronto, Philadelphia, DC, and Montreal in the East, all playing in a knockout round that starts on October 26th. Guys, in any order, who do you, I don't care. I didn't put down another list right here. Who do you think is going to advance in the West? And actually, let's start with Jason, and let's just do LA and, and RSL and start with that game. I think that um, it's going to be a very close game. If Yuramov Sissian is healthy and he can play, I think RSL notches it out on the road 2 1. Uh, and then I think Seattle, the Cinderella story of the year by far, stomps Kansas City 3 0. Oh. Woo! Um, I'll follow my picks. Are, are we supposed to pick scores too, or just the winners? I just picked so, scores just to sound so good. The scores don't matter at this point in the bracket okay. challenge, but you're more than welcome to share your scores. But at this point, just so everyone knows, the scores don't matter. Okay, because I've got my bracket in front of me that I filled out on the MLS Soccer website. And my picks are LA is going to beat Salt Lake. Salt Lake comes in not having won a game in seven matches. Um, I think they're just playing pretty poorly right now. And LA, I actually think is a little bit better with, I hope Keen is still out because I think they're at play a little bit better with just uh, Dos Santos partnered with Weber. Um, so I think LA gets back pretty quickly, pretty easily. And I think Seattle beats Sporting Kansas City. Uh, maybe not quite so easily, but I, I think they win despite the fact that Kansas City has beat Seattle twice this year. Uh, pretty much the home team wins most of these. I think it's 10 out of the 12 knockout games that have been played the home team has won, so I think that's a pretty safe pick. Are you forgetting because MLS? Yeah, but there's no, the I know. stats. I'm just kidding. Oh, wait. <laughs> I know. Well, Dang, well, the because you got MLS me. is that they're playing a playoff game in midweek. I think that's the because MLS. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, for my picks, um, I, I think LA RSL is the hardest game to pick this round. I agree. Right now, I'm, I'm going with RSL. Um, LA LA's been bad for since August, and, and I think RSL has the firepower to, to get past them, especially with all the injuries for LA. Um, for Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, I, I kind of forget that Sporting Kansas City is in the playoffs. Um, Seattle has Ladero. I, I don't think it's going to be close. Seattle wins by like three goals. So I have to say I am also – picking LA to advance out of this round. And I'm just looking at the historical form that LA brings in when it comes to playoffs. So they just seem to get things together and move forward. But I, I'm also looking at that, that LA is one of the best home scoring teams in the league. They have an almost an average of two goals per game when they're scoring at home. Uh, and now Real Salt Lake is not bad when they're on the road. They're, they're in the top third of teams when scoring on the road, but Real Salt Lake is the fourth worst team in the league at keeping a clean sheet on the road. So they they give up almost two goals per game on the road. So I think LA is going to be able to capitalize on that and get at least. I think I think they're going to do two zero. So I think it's going to happen here. I, I'm not sure RSL is going to be able to get together. Maybe like Jay says, they'll be able to get something if they get Euro back. I think they could only get one at most, but I think LA is going to take this one and move on. As for Seattle Sporting Kansas City, Sporting Kansas City was the worst team at scoring on the road this this year. It's it's pretty awful how bad how bad they were at at scoring. So I, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done because Seattle was actually pretty good at at keeping goals clean. They're just keeping a clean sheet at home. They were. Uh, tied for the second best home defense in the league. So I, I think Seattle's going to be able to hold on to this one. They're not great at scoring, but I think that they'll be able to get one in on Sporting Kansas City since they are just just not great at, at keeping those clean sheets. So um, I think Seattle's going to make it on as well. Let's move on to the East. What do you guys think? Toronto, Philly. Same order, I'm assuming? Yeah, whatever you guys want. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, Toronto wins this easily. Um, I love uh, Dre back in, in goal for Philly. 
and it's a shame that he has to play on, on a team that uh, can't do much. Um, but Toronto's firepower is too, too much. And then I think uh, DC takes care of Montreal. Those are some quick picks. I love them. Uh, I'm also going with the same picks. Toronto, because Philly has just been god-awful this this uh, last couple months, really. And, you know, Toronto pretty strong, especially now. Back with Gio and Bradley healthy. Whew, what a juggernaut. Uh, D.C. at home over Montreal. D.C.'s rested. So is Montreal, I guess. But home game for D.C. They've been firing on all cylinders. Patrick Mullins, Mike's boy, is going to take down Montreal. And Montreal is going to wish that they had Mullins instead of Drogba. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't argue with wanting um, Patrick Mullins over Didier Drogba. I mean, I think that's obvious. Um, as far as uh, Toronto, Philly, I think Philly has been winless in the last seven matches. So, yeah, going to Toronto against the now sort of rested Giovinco and Josie. Um, yeah, that's not going to be good for Philadelphia. I, I, I think Toronto wins that pretty handily. Uh, as far as D.C., Montreal, D.C.'s been on a, a tear recently. I think they're one of the best teams in, in form the last few rounds. Um, so I, I would expect D.C. to win that. Whenever Montreal has to sit Drogba in order to be better, that, that's not good. Uh, so I think um, D.C. United wins that one as well. Very nice. I, I also agree. I think Toronto's going to blow Philly just out of the water. I, I saw an article just, just skimming around today that it said Philadelphia is the worst team to ever make it to the playoffs. Uh, I, I feel bad for, for hearing that, but I, I, get, I understand what they're saying. But they had an awful season in 2015, so I think it's just awesome that Philadelphia has made it to the playoffs this time. That's a great turnaround. So everyone who's listening from Philadelphia, congrats for your team making it this far. They they did great. Had a really big turnaround. A lot of stuff to be proud of there. Uh, but I do think Toronto is going to trounce them. Probably one of the highest scoring games of the playoffs. Maybe even 3 nothing. Um, Philadelphia allows, when they're on the road, They've the average has been almost two goals per game. Toronto's not quite a two-goal-per-game at-home scorer, but they're getting close to that. So, uh, like you guys said, with Altidore and Gio and Bradley all ready to go, I, I think they could maybe get this 3 nothing, but it's it's not going to be pretty. Uh, and then D.C., I don't know. I think I have a little bit more faith in Montreal than maybe some of you guys do, but not complete faith. I think this game goes down to shootouts, and then it goes it gets, we get down to a tie, and they have a shootout. And DC advances. I hope they don't have a shootout. I mean, those those clips they show on MLS Live are cool, but I don't I hope they don't have a shootout. PKs. <laughs> PKs. I think it'll go down the PKs. Uh, but I think DC will advance from from this round. So, no real consensus here. So we're gonna have to get a little bit. Just uh our own picks going on here, but I, I just had to ask one more question before we go on. Simon, where the heck did Seattle come from? Is this, is this all Ladero? Is this Ladero's team now, especially with Dempsey and Oba both gone? I mean, to be honest, I think that, I don't know how many people listening read a lot of like tactical articles or things like that, but I think you can kind of trace back Seattle's success to a couple of things. Uh, the first of course, being Ladero, just changing everything in terms of being, uh, an attacking spark and and everything like that. But what has gone kind of untalked about is actually Roman Torres uh, coming back from his torn ACL last year. And since Roman Torres has been in central defense, the Sounders have been a really, really, really solid defensive team. They're not actually blowing people out of the water offensively over the last uh, couple months. Basically, since Dempsey went out with his his heart injury, the Sounders haven't been that fiery on offense. In fact, they've been winning a lot of games by one goal. And a lot of that is due to Roman Torres. His defense has been incredible at the last second, and he passes really, really well out of the back in a way that allows him to break down pressure or uh, break through high pressure, which I think has been really important and and could serve them well into the playoffs. Where kind of the defensive mindset is is really important. Um, also, I think. You know, you can give some credit to Schmetzer uh, in terms of what he's done with getting productivity out of Christian Roldan. Of course, Roldan mm -hmm. scored the winning goal this weekend. 
and kind of that double pivot that he's been playing with Ozzy Alonso in and Christian Roldan mostly in central midfield, although sometimes it's been Freeberg and Alonso and uh, Roldan out on the wing has really been incredible, allowing both Alonso and Roldan to get forward a little bit more and and just play very well from a passing perspective. And both of them have been getting assists and scoring goals. Um, it's also been letting Roldan work a lot more with Jordan Morris, who he has a really good relationship with. And I could just talk for ages because there's so many things. I also think, you know, some Sounders fans love to hate on Alvaro, El Flaco, Fernandez, but he scored this weekend too. He's a great possession, kind of attacking possession player out on the wing who we've had on our team before. And just the the amount of options that the Sounders have had to kind of increase their depth and increase their, their tactical flexibility, I think is the biggest thing. Um, but of course, the biggest ones being Lodero and Torres, just absolutely taking the team to another level. It's a nice breakdown. I try. Sorry for the long-windedness, people. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Well, let's move on to the conference semifinals. So whoever advances out is going to be playing against Dallas and Colorado. So the winner of LA RSL is going to play against Dallas, and the winner of Seattle versus Sporting Kansas City is going to play against Colorado. This is where the two legs start for deciding who's going to be advancing on to the conference championship and then to the MLS Cup final. So depending on who you are picking for the knockout round, how do you guys think it's going to happen in the West for Dallas and Colorado? Dallas plays RSL, and Dallas is nothing without Mauro Diaz. Um, I think Dallas gets knocked out uh, by RSL. <clears throat> and then, um, excuse me, and then Colorado plays against Seattle. And Colorado does not have enough offensive firepower to deal with Morris Ladero um, and everybody else on Seattle. So uh, Seattle. You know, I think I actually Seattle. said that I got that backwards. It, it would be the winner of Seattle, Kansas City playing against Dallas and the winner of L.A. versus RSL playing against Colorado. Is that My true? Because uh, no. faces highest seed. Yeah, it's lowest versus highest seed. So yeah. Dallas will play against RSL. Seattle would play against Colorado. Yeah, or if L.A. wins, it's Colorado, L.A., and then Dallas gets the winner of Seattle sporting Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the way you put your bracket. Yeah, so it's not a straight bracket. Not one game is destined for either Dallas or Colorado. It kind of depends who wins. It's just like in the, the NFL playoffs. Yeah, but I got RSL versus Dallas, RSL winning, Seattle versus Colorado, Seattle winning. With RSL versus Seattle in a grudge match for the Western Conference Championship. Um, who I'm going to take a similar tack to Jason in saying that I think both Dallas and Colorado get knocked out. Uh, I think Seattle dispatches Dallas, maybe not with ease. I still think Dallas is a very, very good team, uh, without Mauro Diaz, but I think it lowers their offensive firepower a lot and it lowers their ability to just absolutely kill you on the counter attack, which is kind of weaknesses. So I think if you end up with Dallas against Seattle. I think Seattle probably pulls that one out. Just kind of the lack of having Dallas really having a, an amazing playmaker and amazing forward. They don't really have an amazing forward at the moment. Um, makes it a little bit hard for them. And I think LA beats Colorado. Colorado, I think, is pretty impressive. But I trust Bruce more than anybody in the playoffs. And again, just kind of lack of a true playmaker, lack of a true, just incredible forward. I don't know. You can only squeak by with so many one-goal victories over the season and not have it come back to bite you. So I've got Seattle and L.A. in the Western Conference Championship. So I guess I'm the only one who believes in Dallas. Um, I, I, I have... RSL beating LA, so I would have RSL versus Dallas, and I'm going to pick Dallas in that one. I, I think Dallas's defense is really underrated with Hedges and Zimmerman uh, and, and the rest of that back line. So I think they can still handle RSL even without Mauro Diaz and, and maybe Castillo. Um, so that puts up Seattle versus Colorado, I, I think, for the same reason Simon said. Uh, I don't think Colorado can go two legs and, and beat Seattle and Seattle's um, firepower. I, I just think th they're just lacking that offensive playmaker in order to, to advance over two legs. So um, out of the semifinals, I have Dallas and Seattle. 
Very nice. You know, I saw a, a great little statement made by uh, Dillas Donuts at uh, Fantasy Boss live chat today. And we were talking about this, and he said, MLS does not work well with consensus slash obvious pathways to glory. Pereja will be remembered for this run. So he has some more faith in Dallas as well. I do not. I think that the way it's going to break down is Seattle's going to go against Dallas and that Seattle is going to get one goal when they're playing at home and they're going to bunker up for the rest of the time and that Dallas won't be able to break it and then we're going to have a one-goal game and a 0-0 game and Seattle's going to advance on to the Western Conference Championship. On the other side of the coin, LA is going to go up against Colorado. That's how I think that is going to play out. And when that happens, I think we're also going to see LA get get a couple of goals. They, they may tone it down after the first one, but I think they're going to get a couple of goals whenever they have Colorado at home because it's going to be really hard to break Colorado's defense when they are back in Colorado. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how good their home defense was this season. I mean, and to never to not lose a game at home is, is just crazy. Uh, so I think there's going to be some bunkering there as well, but I think LA is going to advance on. We're going to have Seattle LA playing for the Western conference championship. Now let's trot over to the East. How do you guys think that's going to happen? Uh, DC, New York, Toronto, New York City, uh, whoever you think is going to be up there. I guess most of us are kind of like not thinking Philly and Montreal are going to make it. So those might be the teams. Who's going to win? New York over DC. Uh, DC is hot right now, but I just think that um, with uh, the stash having a career year, Bradley Wright Phillips um, having back to back 20 goal seasons. Uh, and the form of his life as well right now, uh, Red Bulls um, handle DC, and then Toronto versus uh, City. That's just I cannot wait to watch that game. It's going to be lights out, so much, so many fireworks. Um, but I think that uh, New York City uh, also take care of Toronto. Um, David Villa, Harrison, Pirlo. Maybe Fat Frank is back. Uh, I just think that <laughs> New York uh, City is just too good. So it's, it'll be a the battle of red and blue in the Eastern Conference Championship again. Well, I got red, blue. Another, oh, what? Sorry? I'll say not again, but it's going to be a uh, – yeah, never mind. Forget it. I forget what I was going to say. Well – I got Red Bulls um, winning their game, uh, their games against DC. I think Red Bulls have been by far the best team in MLS this year. They didn't win the Shield, but they've gone unbeaten in what, like half the season. Um, I would not want to pick against them. They have the tools to shred just about anybody. And then Toronto, I think, takes down NYCFC. Again, just maybe a little bit more playoff experience. NYC hasn't been in the playoffs yet. Vieira, uh, been a good coach this year. I'm not sure I'd trust him in a high-pressure situation yet. They do have big players, of course, like Villa and Pirlo and Lampard who know how to play games where, where there's lots on the line. But ultimately, I have to trust Toronto, who's been there before. Wow, that feels weird to say about Toronto. Ha-ha. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get my shots in at all the teams. Um, but I trust Josie, Michael Bradley, and Giovinco. Giovinco's the best player. I'll pick the the team with the best player. So I got New York Red Bulls against Toronto FC in the Eastern Conference Championship. Well, uh, I, I don't like the, the pick I'm about to make, but I, I think the Red Bulls are going to beat D.C. United. Um, they, they've just been so strong this year. Uh, and like I think the last their last loss is in July, so yeah, it's it's kind of hard to pick against them. As far as Toronto versus um, New York City, Toronto has been in the playoffs one year, and they got smoked last year by Montreal. I don't know if that playoff experience really means much. Whereas New York City, they haven't been in the playoffs, but I, I feel like Pirlo and Lampard and David Villa maybe have played in some big games where like being in a quote playoffs unquote isn't that important. Um, Toronto has never beaten New York City. So yeah, I think New York City beats it, beats them. Um, not having that midweek match really helps. I think they go into Toronto, get a win. 
and are able to hold on at home. And so we have a New York Derby for the Eastern Conference Championship. Nice, nice. Well, I think the DC New York game is going to be crazy. That's that's a, a a big rivalry right there, and I think they're going to split it. I think it's going to be two one when DC's at home, and I think it's going to be two one when New York is at home, and that this game is also going to go down to PKs. And then as but uh, but in the end, New York is going to take it. I think I think the Red Bulls are going to advance out of that. And as far as Toronto, New York City goes, uh, wait up before I do that. Let me let me just throw some of the stats out there for New York and and DC to help to help support that a little bit more. Uh, when when New York is on the road, they're a little bit better um, than sorry. When New York's at home, they're just a little bit better on the road but they both kind of hover around one goal when it's at home and a not oh not quite two goals a game when when they're on the road so they they can be broken they're not that solid so i think with the form that dc's on they have have a good chance of doing that dc united is the second best home scoring team in the league right now scoring better than two goals per game on, on average so i think they have a great shot of getting a couple when they're at home against new york uh, however, when when they're on the road, they just a little bit better than one goal per game. So I think New York is going to be able to take it when they are at home and then just bring it to PKs with 2-1 each match. So that, that's where I'm thinking for that PK shootout right there. Uh, as far as Toronto and New York City goes, I hear what you're saying, Mike, about them never winning, but I think that's just going to make it an amazing game. I, I think it's just going to be all-out offense when New York City goes to Toronto to see that game uh new york city is a great home scoring team and a great away scoring team they're actually the best team at scoring goals when they're on the road uh so i think that toronto new york city in their first leg or whatever it turns out being when, when new york city's at toronto i think this game's going to be a 2-2 draw i think it's just going to be a lot of goals at that but that when it comes down to it when they go back home new york city is one of the worst teams at defending at home and i think that's going to be the the chink in the armor that toronto needs and that they're going to be able to hold out and beat new york city at home and advance on to the uh conference championship just my thoughts so now let's talk about these western conference championships uh jason who do you think is going to advance from the west to the mls cup final so I have RSL versus Seattle, and this is going to be a 2-2 draw going to PKs. And this is my premise. Like I said before, if Yura is healthy, RSL will advance to MLS Cup and beat Seattle in PKs in Seattle. A lot of people aren't giving RSL credit, but they have – arguably more players with playoff experience on their squad than anybody right now. I believe we have the second or third oldest team. Um, but at the same time, that type of veteran leadership and experience is second to none come playoffs. But a big but is health. If Javier Morales stays healthy, if Plata stays healthy, if Yura stays healthy, um, that's going to be – the catalyst for RSL going into playoffs. The set, you know, winless in seven games is sucks, but it has to turn around sometime. So this is the perfect time for, for them to turn around. Um, Jason optimistic about his home team. I guess I'll be optimistic about mine. I think mine is more based in reality though. See, I told you I'd get in my, I think I'd get mine, my shots in. Um, I think Seattle beats LA in the conference championship, and I think it's pretty simple. The reason why uh, I think LA has been pretty bad this year when they've had both Dos Santos and Keen on the field, and I think that by the time they beat Colorado, uh, they'll have both of them back on the field, and Seattle will probably have the advantage. I know that maybe that seems like a cop out, but um, Seattle hasn't had a ton of trouble with LA yet this year, and. 
I just I see the Sounders, Lodero, and again that defense, all those things I talked about earlier, taking them past the Galaxy, who are kind of one of the weaker Galaxy sides uh, that I think we've seen. I just think that the Galaxy have a pretty easy road to the championship this year, and so I think Seattle takes them out, and I think that is three to two, uh, Seattle versus LA. So five goals wow. in the championship. Wow. Yeah. So I don't get uh, that's don't my get pick. The, I don't. I don't get the LA Galaxy love. They've been pretty underwhelming their past five games. I, I, I don't. I mean, this and this goes for all y'all. And I, I just, I just don't understand the Galaxy love. So I can try and explain mine a little bit, which is that I think LA is fine defensively. Um, they're not incredible, but really their problems have come when they've played basically Robbie Keane and Giovanni Dos Santos like together up top in a duo and honestly when Dos Santos or Keane has somebody to run off of they played really well um so I think that honestly having one of those guys out in this case it's been kind of Keane I think helps them a lot and I think that Bruce actually realizes that that's helpful now and so I think that they're a lot better of a team uh I'd have to look at the um Whatchamacallit, how they've been doing in their last their last five games That's, or whatever. Yeah. But um they, they drew they drew versus Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, well, they drew, yeah, they yeah. drew versus Dallas. They beat Houston one nil. They lost to FC Dallas one nil. They lost to Seattle two four and they tied versus SKC two two. So they've they've been pretty bad. They haven't won in five games. Um oh wait, yeah, that's well, that's I mean, Houston. R- my RSL, bad. they've they've scored what? Two goals in their last five oh, or no. six away games. So, yeah, I mean that, that's that striker has been injured too. I'm just saying this is that's why it's like that's why they've been resting Yura if he is healthy. I think that they go farther than the Galaxy, in my opinion. Sure. And I can see that, but I think that's where the advantage is for for LA is that RSL has been struggling on the road, and so like you said, if True. if LA is able to get past that knockout run against RSL, then I think they can go far. See, see, this is the, the thing I'm thinking. Part of the reason why Seattle was able to make the large comeback it did is that other than FC Dallas with Mauro Diaz, the rest of the teams in the West aren't very good. L.A. has massive problems. Colorado basically just sits in defense. RSL is a tire fire. Uh, SKC is uninspiring. So whoever it is, it doesn't matter. Seattle ends up winning the West because Seattle with Ladero is – energetic they're dynamic they can create chances better than the rest of these teams can or at least the rest of these teams assuming you know obviously with diaz out if dallas had diaz we'd be talking um very differently so i have seattle beating dallas um because i had dallas beating rsl because i'm not a homer like jason and i have five goals in that championship a three two um seattle victory Mike, I'm sorry, but we all can't be endorsed by uh, oil money and have our midfield um, more expensive than half of the West combined. Sorry, buddy. I, I, look, I, I'm, I'm just glad that we're able to bring quality soccer to, to venues like Salt Lake, you know, at least once a year. Hey, why don't you, why don't you work on stadium? <laughs> why don't you work on bringing quality soccer fields first, and then we can talk about the soccer. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. Thanks, Reed. I think you're welcome. I think that's one for the for the highlight reel. Um, I think that it's going to be Seattle and LA for the Western Conference Championship match. Both teams have struggled to some extent. Like Simon was saying, having Keane and Dos Santos potentially back at that time could hurt them. Could hurt LA for scoring when they're away to Seattle. And LA has the best away defense right now. Uh, they're not quite at only one goal per game average on the road, but but they're pretty they're pretty darn close. So I think that first game could actually be a zero zero draw between Seattle and LA, or whenever LA is at Seattle, I think that could end up being a zero zero draw, and that it's all going to depend on what happens in leg two. And I think LA will try to get an early goal and then bunker up, and that this game is going to be LA advances with one goal score total. Hmm. I know, right? It's quite Let's the pick. Let's go to the East now. I know. It's. Uh, I tell you. Mm-hmm. What about the East? What do you guys think? The East, I have um, New York City 
versus New York Red Bulls with New York City winning 3-2 and advancing to the Eastern Conference. I'm sorry, advancing to MLS Cup. Um, I have New York Red Bulls beating Toronto FC. Seven goals scored. New York Red Bulls wins 5-2. to two. It's not all that close. Wow. Seven goals scored. Uh, I have Red Bulls versus New York City. Um, I don't really want to talk about it, but I have um, the red team going forward with eight goals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are nuts. You guys are nuts. Okay, let me I, just honestly, say. I'm thinking about pushing it higher. <laughs> You're crazy. You are all crazy. but No, because New York City against the Red Bulls, New York City cannot respond to the press. And mm-hmm. the Red Bulls are the perfect matchup for New York or like the perfect worst matchup for New York City. So I think they just shred them again twice. Um, I feel like I'm being way too conservative in, in these picks. But let me just start by saying I want it to be New York Red Bulls versus New York City. I think that would be a fantastic game. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be New York versus Toronto when it comes down to that. I think, again, that the first game is going to be tight. I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Maybe maybe you could convince me for 2-2, but I, I think it's going to be maybe a 1-1 draw when, when Toronto is playing at New York. Uh, but when New York goes to Toronto, even with Toronto having a pretty good uh, record at not giving up goals when they're on the road, I think that the New York Red Bulls being the, the second-best scoring team at home Oh, sorry. I'm looking at my wrong. New York being the best scoring team at home, I think they're going to be able to capitalize on that and score two goals when they're at home and and just put Toronto to bed and advance on to the championship. So I'm saying four goals total in that. A 1-1 draw when, when Toronto is at home and then a 2-0 win for New York when New York is at home. Mm-hmm. I had started with some of that when I first started, so I wanted to clarify that at the end. So that brings us to the MLS Cup final. Jason, how do you think that plays out? Real Salt Lake wins 2-1, end of story. Brings a championship back home to Salt Lake. Nick Ramondo and Javier Morales retire, overthrow Jeff Casares' coach as the only co-coaching staff in the league. That's how it ends. I think the only modification I'd make is you would have to have about half of RSL's team retire after that happened. Yeah, and oh, and Beckerman. So try coach trifecta coaching. <laughs> no, um, no, no. But for real, um, I got coaching RSL, triad. Yeah, I got RSL um, winning two to one versus NYCFC, and obviously this everybody's gonna laugh just because RSL really winning this. But yeah, why not? Right? Because MLS. Wow, uh, I think Jason's view is. Much more fun than mine. Mine leads with my hometown Sounders getting fairly stomped by the New York Red Bulls. Uh, I think we have MLS Cup at Red Bull Arena. I think New York wins 3-1. to one. They're just such a good team. I, I can't pick against them. And I think that they will probably be deserving winners of MLS Cup this year. Um, whatever. Isn't there that like Metro Stars curse or whatever? I, I think they've found a way to get rid of it. So I think Jesse Marsh gets that title along it's, it's with his boys. It's called Bradley Phillips and Sasha Question. Yeah. You know, they built such a good culture there. So I think they win, and I think it's three to one. I don't know if I already said that, but three to one. All right. So I have Simon and I are pretty much identical. I have Seattle versus New York Red Bulls, and I have Seattle losing one to three with the other team winning. So. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I like this yeah, journey. I mean, Sasha Kleshin and Bradley Wright Phillips, they've been the best team all year from start to finish. Uh, you look at expected goals, they've been the best team, I think, all year. Um, their pressing style, the, the energy they can bring, most teams can't keep up with it. And so uh, I think they'll win. But if, you know, for some reason, the Metro Stars curse rises up and knocks them out earlier, which I really hope it does. Whoever's from the East, whether it's New York City or Toronto, they win MLS Cup. I, I really enjoyed this journey that we've all been on because while we may have gotten here to different roads, I think we are all settling in on the same team 
to win. Uh, let me start by saying that I I want this game to also go down to PKs just because that's, in my mind, just the best way to have two teams in the championship, not have a blowout, be even, and have it decided by PKs. Maybe that infuriates some people because of the luck element. To me, that's the perfect way for a cup final to end. I don't think that'll happen. I think it's going to be LA versus the New York Red Bulls, and I think the Red Bulls are going to win 2-1. to one. Uh, Both teams can score. Both teams have an okay defense. Like I said, LA is the best on the road. New York has struggled some at home, but so I think LA is going to be able to get a goal in response to an early New York Red Bulls goal, but then at about oh the 70 or 80th minute, New York's going to put in a second one and be able to hold on to it. 2-1, final score, New York Red Bulls. Well, that was fun. That was fun, guys. Uh, I hope that everyone enjoyed listening to that. And if you're still working on your bracket challenge bracket that uh, that's helped with some of the stats that we threw out or some of the gut feelings that we threw out or some of the, the excellent tactical analysis that especially Simon threw out uh, during, that, during that round. Uh, I, I think a lot of it's just going to come down to over in, in the west side is how well can Dallas play without Diaz. Uh, if I, I question that, but if they're able to find a good solution, then uh, I think Dallas' chances are improved. Uh, Jason obviously has told you about RSL. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think I think the Toronto-New York City game is going to be a big factor right there. If, if the Eastern Conference Championship ends up being New York City versus New York Red Bulls, I don't know how that game could go because I think that could be a goal fest as well. So that, that could some of the ways I think my predictions could have a, a wrench thrown in them. But everyone's on their own, and I hope you have fun uh, with this. And I, I really like this this format. Um, I would even love to see something like this periodically throughout the regular season, maybe divide the season up into quarters or around those little international breaks and just have little mini bracket challenges. I think that could be fun. What do you guys think? Sure. Hell yeah. I like predicting games. Everyone loves predicting games. I, uh, I just I like predicting games, but I hate predicting scores. That's that's the one thing I'm always like, oh, I don't I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, scores are a lot harder to predict. That that's why I like when we do the show league, like you get one credit for picking it right and then another for actually getting it. How did you all do in the show league this past week actually? I was uh, on super sub. I did really well this week. I was number, I believe, three overall. Um, uh, Derek um, or Kermit. Kermit and I are on a team. We destroy people. We tied with Guy and his uh, buddy, English Timber, I think it is. But, uh, yeah, I'm killing it. Those guys are awesome, and I'm really good at that game. Well, I have no idea how well I did overall, but I got 207 and a half points, so I was really pleased. Kind of right. like whose line is it anyway, though. I don't know if these points matter at all. But that was a big number, and I liked it. But moving on to wrap up the show, uh, I want to talk about our community time, the r Fantasy MLS Classic League. Congratulations to Alex Bruni, manager of Chicken Bucket FC, being from Kentucky, I appreciate that, uh, who came in number one in the r Fantasy MLS Classic League. So congrats, man. Uh, you've already sent me your information, and we're going to be working on getting you a New York Red Bull scarf. Perhaps we can have Mike help us pick it out. Uh, second place goes to Jeff Jones, manager of field operations, who has also already contacted me, and we're going to be working on getting you a Columbus Crew scarf. Uh, I would love to find one that looks like that awful jersey that you guys had this year just because it would amuse me, but I'll, I'll be nicer than that. But we'll find you a good Columbus Crew scarf to send you. Are you going to get him an awful jersey or like just one of the bad <laughs> Clever, clever. Uh, then finally, third place goes to Justin Case, manager of Keen as Mustard. Uh, so congratulations, Justin. Justin, I have not heard from you yet, so please send me your contact information to MLSFantasyBoss at gmail.com or contact me through Reddit or through Twitter and just let me know what team scarf you would like and we will get that for you. Uh, as far as Alex goes, if I can drum up something else to go along with your scarf, then I will get that for you, but, but I don't know. We'll see what the funds look like after we get the stuff sorted out with MLSFI, uh, but I might not cross those over because I don't know. That doesn't seem fair to help with the, the Reddit league with that. So I may just scrounge around, do my house, and see if I can find something fun for you. Uh, and uh, of course, I have to say big congratulations to Fantasy Football Twenty Four Seven, who came in first place 
in the MLS FI hosts head-to-head league. Uh, you you survived the final knockout round by beating Ben Bear from MLS 99 to 72. So well played, chaps. Not only did you survive the knockout round, but you came in number one overall based on points. So that was a blast having you guys play this year. I hope you will come back as well and play. And sorry you guys fell down through the overall rankings, though, at the end. Um, but but still, very strong competitors. Very, very fun. Very fun. And with that, that is all that we have for the show tonight. Please tune in for the roundtable episode that we're going to be having in November. Should be a lot of fun. And keep an eye out on r slash fantasy MLS over at Reddit for the questions thread so we can find out what you thought of all the changes that happened this season to the fantasy game and get your feedback and your ideas for what you think would make 2017 even better. And please keep an eye out also for the surveys, that feedback is going to be very valuable to helping us improve the show to make this more of what you want in the future. So do you guys have anything else? Nah. No. Nope. Yeah. All nope. right. Well, it's been a great season. One more episode to go. Thank you so much, everybody, and good luck with your bracket challenge. <laughs>